Hello and welcome to The Pain Cave. My name is Jay Friedman. I am your host in The Pain Cave and I am very excited to be joined once again by my partner in crime, the Shuangunk Express, the Fulham Flyer, the Eliza Lapierre to my Eliza Doolittle, Phil Vondra. Welcome back to The Pain Cave. It is good to be back in The Pain Cave, especially as it's Western States Week. What's more exciting than that? Bring the mic right next to your mouth there. All righty. There you go. There That's we go. what we like. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. We're going to blow through a few recent results. We're going to get into our respective adventures from this past weekend, and we will blow out our big Western States preview. But first, what are we drinking in the Pain Cave tonight? We are drinking a Fort Point uh, IPA. It's called Animal. It's a tropical Indian pale ale. All right. It's nice and cold. Just what we need. Let's crack this thing open. There we go. Yeah. <sighs> Sounds good. Last. Cheers. That's what we do best. Bad ideas. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's nice. That's very good. Yeah. Very good. Why don't you take us a little bit through your experience at Manitou's Revenge, which is fast becoming one of the, I'm going to say, most feared ultras on the East Coast and it definitely has, has become one of the hardest uh, yeah. 50 milers in the country. Absolutely. I mean, it, it's way up there. It's, it is hard. Um, great day for it. Absolutely wonderful conditions. I'm guessing, you know, the start of the day was uh, kind of uh, mid-50s. It was nice. And I'm, I'm thinking the high was probably somewhere in the, in the mid-70s. Trails were very muddy, extremely rocky, extremely rooty, and very, very hard technical trails. Um, I had a pretty decent start. I was out there, you know, feeling pretty good, going fairly well. Got to about 23 miles and uh, just stomach just started to not cooperate with me. Yeah. Left a little stomach content on the uh, Catskill climb. Oh, did you? Um, nice. <laughs> but uh, kept going and just you know, really lost my climbing legs. I just couldn't go uphill. Um, going to give a, a big shout to James McGowan, actually. He paced me in for about 17 miles, and literally he, he nurse-maided me, dragged my, my dead carcass over the course. <laughs> he was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's stunning. I mean, the views from the race, that race course, yeah. you know, uh, Twin, Sugarloaf, uh, those kind of views. I mean, just it's such an amazing race. Uh, also, give a shout out to the RDs and the volunteers at that race. Uh, Mike Sudi and Charlie Gaddle, both uh, putting on an incredible race there. But yeah. Uh, yeah, fun times. Yeah, Charlie. Charlie came up with that race or the idea for that race a while back, and actually, I think he first conceived it as an out and back. Yeah, as a, a hundred plus miles with um, a forty-eight hour time limit. Yeah, insane. Which uh, I think probably made the right call to shorten it yeah. <laughs> so to speak to 54 miles but yeah that's that's really become i mean they, they do a great job the volunteers there are awesome obviously and those trails are are epically difficult and and certainly attract a, a great segment of the northeastern population ben nephew repeat win i think they're this yeah, year yeah i mean ben just crushes that kind of running i mean he's just so so fast so good on that technical stuff yeah. just uh, another brilliant run from him and knows those trails like the back yeah. of his hand i mean knows has trails tons really of well. fkts around there yep. so the, the course actually i think encompasses pretty much the entirety of the escarpment trail yeah which you basically kind of cut in just after wind and that's really the only bit you kind of miss right, out right right and ben's obviously the 12-time winner of the yeah, escarpment trail, run, escarpment so trail he, well. he knows that one pretty well <laughs> And yeah. Uh, yeah, he he had a pretty convincing victory and some some good performances. I mean, the times were I think not awesomely fast. Yeah, they weren't super fast, but they were decent. decent. You know, weather yeah. conditions were good. It was just super super muddy. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, yeah, I mean, just a fantastic day out on the women's side. Kelly McDonald winning that. I think she raced last year, and I think she was second place. 
but uh, yeah, she won it this year. Great, great run from her. But uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a fantastic event, and it's tough. I mean, it really is a tough race. Yeah, yeah. Have you met her, Kelly? I met her briefly on the trail. I was okay. kind of sitting down on a rock, one <laughs> contemplating life, and she went hammering past me. Um, I, I didn't really get a chance to talk to her. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't met her. But uh, no, people said she looked super strong, and uh, it sounded like Mindy was up there for a little while, and then had Mindy her was IT up there, flare up. Her IT band. Uh, was uh, really aggravating her. In fact, actually, one thing I did notice when uh, Kelly overtook me was that she had an ankle brace on. Oh, so I was uh, pretty impressed. I mean, talk about uh, you yeah. Know, those are not the easiest trails to run with, yeah. with when you're not 100 yeah, percent for sure. Good, uh, good effort from her. So, before we get into the meat of the episode, which will obviously be the um, what we want to talk about with states coming up. Uh, I wanted to touch base on some recent results that have gone on, as is our usual want here. But the, the main story that's come up since the last time we potted was, and something we alluded to on our last episode, was the cancellation of the Hard Rock 100, yeah. which was kind of up in the air when we were last here, which was uh, probably about three weeks ago. And I think it was about a week after that where they pulled the plug. So, I mean, I'll, I'll see this floor to you mostly on this because Hard Rock, as we've documented here well, is not really a race I care that much about, uh, but it does have a lot of significance to the ultra trail community in general, to you in, in particular, I think. And uh, just kind of wanted to get your opinion and thoughts on, you know, I'm sure you're disappointed what, what this means kind of for the race and going forward and, and how you kind of think, was this the right decision? Yeah, I mean, it's one of the most exciting races of the year. You know, I mean, between Hard Rock, UTMB and Western States, I mean, just, you know, amazingly competitive, tough races. Hard Rock just had a, you know, a great entry. It was a shame when Killian dropped out, uh, but totally the right call. I mean, you know, these guys, they run extremely well. It's, you know, the, the, the race direction of these these kind of races is so good. Absolutely the right call. Uh, trail conditions were bad. It was lots of avalanche damage. Uh, some of the trails were, you know, still in deep snow. I think they've even had some more snow out there since they cancelled. Um, really hard in terms of, you know, everyone gets pushed back a year now for another lottery and stuff like that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's totally the right call. I mean, so how how exactly is it going to work now? There's no lottery for next year. No lottery for next year, and uh, you don't accrue any extra tickets. So you'll have you'll have the same amount that you had before. So the lottery for the 2021 race, there. So you don't. The, the, there's no, do you have to qualify again for the 2021 lottery? Um, I'm not entirely sure about that. But the year does not count. You're, you don't, the year, uh, from what I read, the year does not count. Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. It's getting harder and harder I mean, to get into. That, that's, that's almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, just, just losing a year. I don't even know what the odds are at this point, but they're yeah. just so tiny. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, that's, terrible i mean it, it looked from all the photos and everything else like you said the snow cover is one thing i think the avalanche damage looked like it was probably even the worst like yeah, there were I sections that of that was, trail that looked impassable yeah crazy i mean regardless of the snow but just the damage yeah. down trees and everything else and yeah. some of the trail they haven't even been able to look at yet because it's still covered in snow right so there was just no way it would be able to i can't place. imagine i mean we're still i guess about four or five weeks out maybe not even at this point yeah uh, from from the race date so it just didn't seem like it was anything that was going to happen. You know, what's interesting now is that <laughs> we've talked about this before that in the past, it maybe hasn't been the, the tightest race up front. But this year, especially from the European side, there were a lot of big names that had built their summer and their schedule around Hard Rock this year. Yeah. Francois in particular, who 
has raced both Western states and UTMB or, you know, either or both over the past few years, uh, forego- yeah. foregoing both of those to run Hard Rock this year. Yep. And now, uh, you know, his schedule is thrown into doubt. Killian had totally. already announced that he wasn't going to be there. Yep. But yeah, you wonder about Francois, you wonder about Xavier, you wonder oh, about great Dylan, uh, yeah. who is rounding back into form and now is Absolutely. scrambling to find something as well. Yeah. It's, it's, and I mean, we haven't gotten into the women's side. It's going to be very interesting. Now, the one thing this does is it does make Courtney's year a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, uh, it's going to make, I mean, you know, so obviously her big folks going to be States and, you know, who knows what she's going to try and do there. I mean, maybe she's looking at the record now. She's going to be able to, to hammer and right. not have to hold anything back. Right. And we can get into that a little bit, but it does change the, it was going to be a very difficult year, uh, to begin with. And, and this will, will, I think eliminate some of that pressure. So that's, yeah, that's totally. at least one bright spot to Cause come that is of. a hard double. Yeah. Not easy. Um, I mean, Jeff did it very, very admirably last year, obviously. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a bummer for, I, I guess, for us as fans. I, I was actually, for all my hard rock uh, bad-mouthing or trashing, I, well, I, was, I, was, I was, was a little excited from you. I, I was I mean, starting to look forward to it this year. So that is a bummer. And it, it's a bummer for those of you guys who, who are going to, like we said, lose a year in the lottery. That, that does suck. So uh, sorry about that. Run another race, guys. Run something else. Hopefully you won't need to qualify again. I mean, hopefully they just roll the qualification over at least. Yeah, they probably will. I, I didn't read it in a ton of detail, but I'm sure I'm sure they'll do that. And they needed to, I think people need to declare whether they're going to defer their spot for next year yeah, or they can get a refund right. also. Yeah. I can't imagine a lot of people are going to take advantage no, of the refund. I mean, you'd be crazy. You, you want to get in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got you to gotta get it done. All right. Well, and you know, the other thing while we're kind of on the, the downer topic that I wanted to touch on a little bit is the the untimely passing of uh, Mark Rickman, who uh, passed away a few weeks ago. At, um, yeah, I read a lot of articles on on that. Very sad. Yeah. Did Did you remember Mark? He came out to the Cayuga Trails race a few years yeah. ago. I mean, I I never really spoke to him, but I definitely recognized him. Mm-hmm. You know, with that headband on. I mean, just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. looking kind of cool on the trails. He just had that like <laughs> that look of a cool trail runner. He you was, know? was he like, was de- he definitely had that California had aura cool about, about him, him you know? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely so, that. So weird. I'd never really met him, but like when I saw that picture, I was like, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. He went by me at Cayuga. I'm going to say it was 2015 or 2016 right. or something like that. I think he was 60 at the time, or, yeah. or maybe in his late 50s. Yeah. Because um, he, he might have been 61 when he passed. I forget exactly. Uh, he went by me like literally. I mean, that expression went by me like I was standing still for right. sure. Yeah. You know? And uh, this guy's got 20 years on me. Yeah. But I mean, what a career. And and amazing. from all accounts, an amazing guy. Yeah. I, I don't Incredible. think I spoke more than a, a few words to him that day. But seemed like a nice guy but but from everyone's recollection was was just a, a great ambassador for the sport and totally, just yeah. really enthusiastic and uh really a really good good guy and a big loss and a great talent uh, yeah, i mean a, a top top finisher at western states on multiple yep. occasions a podium yep. finisher before and um i think had several age group course records all over the the west coast yeah. and, and um it is it is uh, it was sad to hear about that yeah, so our, our condolences to his family and to the uh California and the greater trail running community in general. All right, on to, on to happier things. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the recent stuff that's been popping up, and then we'll get into states a little bit. What's caught your eye from the last few weeks? Because it has been a little bit, a little bit quiet domestically yeah. as, as people are starting to gear up for states. Uh, you know, the, obviously the Golden Ticket Series is over, and, and the, yeah. the big names have been kind of 
I mean, what we see on on Instagram and Strava is basically just people training for states at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the sem- the summer season's about to heat up, but there have been a, a few uh, performances that we wanted to touch on. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a of a road ultra guy, but Comrades really gets my attention. I mean, the quality of sure. the field there and just the history of that race is just, you know, absolutely amazing. And, uh, you know, following it this year and seeing uh, Gerda Stein mm-hmm. win in the uphill direction, sub six hours. Yeah. I mean, what a what a dominating yeah. win. What a great run. Uh, you know, absolutely fantastic. I was really into comrades this year, almost to the point where I'm kind of tempted to maybe think about doing it. Oh, I would love to do that race. Yeah. Unquestionably the biggest, mo- or I don't know about the biggest, but probably the biggest and certainly the most competitive ultra in the world. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we're going to spend field. a ton of time talking about Western states and how deep it is, which it is, but it's uh, comrades on a, a completely different yeah. level. A decent performance from Sage. Uh, running twenty first yeah. for the men, yeah, twenty first overall. Uh, yep. Not not a bad not a bad showing. Yeah, it, he was just over six hours. Wasn't yeah, he? like six oh two. And I think he was a little bit disappointed. I think he was a few minutes slower than yeah. he had ran in the past. But yep. a solid performance. I yeah. mean, you're scratching, yeah. you're you know knocking on the door of the top twenty there in that field, obviously. Yeah. And you know, it's been kind of a, a rocky start for him for this year. I think he's been running well, but not up to the. I guess the standard he would set for himself, it seems following him on on social media has been a little disappointed. And hopefully he takes something positive out of this because I think that's a really impressive show. It's it's such a deep race, right? I mean, it's easily 50, 60, 70 solid, solid runners out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. um, So I think, I think, you know, he's, uh, he's done well. No, you can go through, I mean, you listen to the, the top guys excuse me talk about it they say you can go through the first couple of miles in sub six minute pace and be in you know several hundred people back so right. i mean wow. it's, That's it's just it's, it's like a it's going to like a road marathon <laughs> it's, not, it's not a utmb yeah right exactly <laughs> so camille a pole in the back of the head <laughs> camille uh unfortunately with a, a dnf yeah, uh, about a uh, about a third of the way in i guess yep with a recurring hamstring injury yeah. she's running uh in the top 10 at the time not in the lead and we'll talk a little bit more about that, I guess, when we get yeah. into her chances, uh, what we think about for this coming weekend. A couple other uh, races overseas. Uh, the Ultra Trail World Tour had the Mozart 100K in Aus- Austria, Austria yep. I think. And uh, Sally McRae winning. Yeah, it was great to over see, there. That was fun. see her win that. That mm-hmm. was awesome. Yep. And Pau Capel for the men who for the men, continues yeah. to Good. just tear up the Ultra Trail yeah. World Tour yeah, he's scene. Really, he's having a great year. He really is. Really I think that was yeah. his third major win this year already. Right. And had a great year last year yeah. as well with, with multiple podium finishes and yep. wins. Uh, so that those, I mean, you know, Mozart, not the, the biggest, but still yeah. uh, an important race, race on the tour yeah. there. So that was, that was cool. Uh, Ultra Trail World Championships. Definitely a disappointment for the U.S. side. Yeah, the and this was a race where the U.S. you know maybe hasn't dominated in the past, but has certainly had some success on both the men's and the women's side. And particularly last year, the women's team over there taking the gold medal for the yeah. team event. And I yep. think we placed I don't know it was three in the top twelve or ten somewhere yeah. right around there. We had uh, a very nice grouping at the back half of the top ten, and the men have had while not the same degree of team success have had multiple top 10 finishes over the last couple of years there from Mary Mendoza to Zach Bitter to yep. Ben Nephew and yeah uh, neither team really able to to bring the goods this year no it didn't didn't seem to get it together this year unfortunately and you know based off last year had pretty high expectations you know uh but yeah it just didn't seem to didn't seem to get the the results this year which was a shame yeah it was interesting the you know, it's a six-person team, as I think are most of the uh, IAU World Championship right. um, events. And 
you know, the six-person teams were announced, and then they made it over to the the championships with only four on on each side for the men and the women. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I think that the top, definitely the top two men that had been announced for the team in Mario Mendoza and uh, Alex Nichols. Yep. Uh, definitely at least the two most decorated and the two most experienced mm. guys on the team. Neither yeah. of them were able to make the trip. No. And for the women, Anna Mae Flynn and Kelly Wolf, who I think you'd have to say were probably the two best women or, you know, two of the three along with Casey Ensman. Yeah. Ensman. Neither of them were able to make it either. So, I mean, we were yeah, shorthanded from the beginning. Changes, right? And um, that was unfortunate. Casey, uh, Casey Ensman, a, a good showing, and I think just outside the top 20. Right. But um, otherwise, you know, a, a young team, an inexperienced team, and it, and it showed. I mean, yeah. the, the men were never in it. Zach Ornelas, who has, you know, run some really impressive races recently. Yeah. I don't know uh, what happened to him on that day, but he was back in the 120s, I think. Right. Um, so not a good day for him and, and just not a great day for the the uh, yeah, men in general. Tough, uh, tough good day for the Brits, though. Jonathan Albin winning. Yeah, that, that, was, was, a, that was great. The Brits are, uh, you know, it's starting to be, be a few few Brits kind of showing up at the top end of some races. Yep. Pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah, we'll talk about one of them coming up, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what else before we move on? The Leadville Marathon, not an ultra, but kicking off the Leadville Trail Series. Yeah. And we saw the trail debut of Cara Goucher. Yeah, most, that was exciting. Much ballyhooed. I think she was fifth, was she? In fifth the or sixth, yeah. yeah. She, had a, she had a tough day. I mean, I think she was kind of inspired by it, but uh, she definitely had a tough uh, tough time out on the trails. Yeah, it was, I mean, it sounded like the altitude for, uh, is yeah. the thing that really got to her, which is interesting coming from, I mean, she, I think she lives in Boulder still. I mean, certainly Leadville's right. a lot higher than Boulder, yeah. but you, you'd think that she would, you know, be mostly acclimatized, but it sounded like that was the main yeah. issue for her. Uh, I think it's probably more to come from her anyway, so Yeah, hopefully. Start. I mean, hopefully she took something positive out of it and we'll see her out on the trails more because, that. I mean, it certainly brought some fun attention and to the race and, and to the trail community in general that was it was kind of cool to see uh josh lund winning for the men an impressive 303 it's very hard to break three hours on that course yeah and uh tara richardson for the women who I, i'm not super familiar with her but she's got some wheels i think she's run under 245 for a road marathon so right. uh winning for the women in 322 bighorn 100 seth yeah. swanson back uh, that was that was cool to see that and where's he been yeah, I don't know, but uh, it was also a tough year there. I mean, it was super muddy. It's it always snow tough on the there, course. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, this is the third or fourth straight year there where the mud has just been epically terrible. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, it uh, It sounded incredibly, like, tough. And that mud there is the kind of mud that just, it grips your feet. I mean, when I did it two years ago, I was carrying a pound of mud on each foot. I mean, it was <laughs> it was insane. There's nowhere where you can get rid of that mud. It's like I walk through a puddle, mud comes off. Step out of the puddle, mud goes back on. <laughs> walk through the bushes, mud comes off. Step, you know, in another bit of mud, mud straight back on it. It's just insane. That's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, pretty decent time. I think around 1930. Not bad on that course. yep. And uh, the women's winner was Jesse Morton Langhog. I probably totally butchered that, but well, uh, you kind of get gl- the drift. I'm glad you went for that one. Yeah. <laughs> kind of wished I hadn't halfway through, but <laughs> was fully committed. Yeah, 26.58. Definitely, uh, definitely a, a tough day out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Saw some fast times on the flip side out in San Diego, which has produced some fast times in the past. Um, but uh, Zach Bitter and Chris Hammy's dueling it out. Chris, you know, yeah. Chris is a, an interesting guy who... You know, one of these guys works a full-time job and, you know, just gets the training in when he can and, and just right. is still able to do it at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Wound up, I think, if I remember correctly, the first American at UTMB last year yeah, after all right. that um, yep. after all that carnage. I think he was yeah. just outside the top 10. Yep. But uh, 
Zach and Chris coming through 1649, 1651. Battle that one out. Yeah. Yeah, it's tight. Uh, and that's not an easy course and that's certainly like a hot one. Headlamp off territory, right? Yeah, it's like, exactly. Don't look back, headlamp exactly. off. Exactly, that's right. Uh, so that was fun. Um, good to see Zach tearing it up on the trails yeah, a little bit cool. as obviously uh, known a little bit more as a, as a road guy. Uh, Teresa Kaiser winning for the women, fifth fastest women's time of all time. Both Zach and Chris, uh, top five all-time times on that course for the men as well. So nice. that was some good stuff. What else? Uh, it was nice to see Devin Yanko back and winning. Yeah. I um, kind of haven't seen her, you know, on the ultra scene for a little bit. I mean, she's been around, I think she might have been a little it's been, injured. She been dropped. about two years, Yeah, I but think. she was back. She did the Y East Wonder 50 Miler in Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's around Mount Hood. By, Ma- I mean, by Mount Hood, yep. Absolutely amazing. And uh, she was fast. 7.52, set a new course record, third overall. Uh, really good to see her back. So that's, that's great. I think it was two years ago where she was top 10 at States. Right. And she also had... She had a top 10 in Comrades in there for a little while. Yeah. I, I think she might have been battling some injury yeah. last year. I don't remember yeah, I think, a ton from her. I think her. she was injured, but uh, it's great to see her winning and, and obviously going fast. Pam Smith, another uh, former champion at, at um, Western States, and she'll be on the 24-hour team going to World Championships, championships in October, yep. uh, winning the Mohican 100. Yep. Arlen Glick winning for the men there. Mm-hmm. That was good. 17-24, pretty, yep. pretty fast. And Pam under 20 hours. Uh, I, I don't know much about that course, but I think it's it's supposed to be pretty runnable. Right. Um, so those those were fun. And um, just a couple of uh, random notes from Canada. Jacob Puzzi running a solid 307 at the Calgary 50K or the 50K that's attached to the Calgary Marathon. And I saw Dave Proctor running a... Did you see this treadmill world record? I didn't see it. 12.32 for a treadmill wow. 100. Wow. And also setting the uh, treadmill 12-hour world record of 95 miles, right. just about. So that was fast. I, I remember that tw- that 12-hour treadmill record was because uh, Dennis Mikhailov uh, from uh, New York right. broke that record just a few years ago, mm-hmm. and it was only about 82 then. Uh, wow. So, yeah. So it's that, come up a lot now. It's come up uh, over 10 miles in. It's got to be less than three or four years. So, wow. yeah, ni- 95 miles in 12 hours on a treadmill, that's that that might, that one might be out of reach for a little bit, a little while until uh, Zach or somebody <laughs> takes a shot at that. What else before we move on uh, to the big dance? Broken Arrow. This, oh yeah, uh, weekend. Broken Arrow this it's, past uh, weekend. Amazing. Hayden Hawks taking the win there. I mean, and he set a new record. I mean, he's he's running extremely well right so now. So, did you see anything about was the course different? Because basically every race there was a course record. I mean, oh really? I, I didn't the, see anything different about the, the course, but I I guess yeah. I don't know if they the snow, it could have been right. I don't know if they varied. I'm not to just take away from anything, but like literally. Both both fifty Ks men and women and both twenty six Ks men and women right. all course, course records. records. So ah, okay, interesting. And top top three men I think were all under the course record, and and that right. was even like you said Hayden uh, he had a fifteen minute uh, victory margin over okay. over second place. Ah, so and and th- all three of them were still, yeah. so. I just wonder if the course was any different. But right. yeah, he's he's looking good. And he's, he's going to UTMB, so he's going to UTMB. He's, yeah. It he's, looked like Speed Goat, then UTMB, which is the Tim Tollison uh, build-up plan. Right. So, okay. Cool. And then I saw Tunnel Hill at the end of the year. Yeah, that would be exciting. I mean, who knows what could happen there? I, lo- yeah. I love these fast kind of end of year hundreds and, coming right, in. Right. You, know, you get these little time really trial hundreds at the end of the year. I know. Thing, that's what I get excited for. That'll yeah, be really cool. cool. Yeah. No, that was really cool. And Megan Kimmel uh, yeah, defending her title the there. That was a and a course record there, second one in a row. The uh, 26K, uh, Sam Sam Solly, who I think had oh, yeah. kind of burst onto the scene earlier this year yep. at Formidable and then was, was I think, the top U.S. guy at the 
aforementioned trail championships, although, right. you know, it looked like maybe a little bit of a subpar day. But he came up with a second place there. Mm-hmm. That was cool. And uh, Max King winning the vertical K for yeah. the men. Yeah, it looks looks cool, that Broken Arrow race, i got to say. Yeah, and we had a couple of our East Coast brethren making yeah. it out there for the— Jay Lemos and uh, Kerr Davis. Yeah, after winning the Solomon Trail Series, yeah. getting their free trips out awesome. there. And Kerr came in top 10, I, I think, think for the win. That's great. Yeah, it's really, really good. That's Excellent. really solid. Going to the altitude from flat ground and having to deal with the heat after we have not had much yeah. of it yet. Yeah. Although there was still snow on the ground. It yeah. sounded like it was pretty Crazy, epic. right? Uh, before we move on to states, also two big uh, FKTs from from Europe. I the, saw that. Yeah, yeah. Paddy Buckley round. The Paddy Buckley round, and which is the, the Welsh Wayne... the Welsh version of the Bob Graham, basically. Right. Yeah, and then the Wainwright. Yeah, hundreds is it called or something? So or it's the basically the Wainwrights. It's yeah. all, as far as I can tell, it's all the peaks in the Lake District. Yeah. So that's the Bob Graham plus you know the other I don't know yeah. 140. Yeah. Now we say peaks. I mean they're not big, obviously, but they're not small. There's and, some vert there. Yeah. There's enough. You know, especially uh, over that many peaks. It was 214 peaks, 311 miles, yeah. and 90,000 feet of climbing. So cool. Uh, so that so was beautiful there as well. I mean, it's stunning. Paul, Paul Tierney, six days, six hours, and wow. a few minutes, breaking the old record by Amazing. seven hours. And then, yeah, you mentioned the Paddy Buckley, Damian Hall, the uh, great British ultra runner, yeah. uh, taking about 10 or 15 minutes off of that one. The Brits were taking over again. I like it. Well, those are both in Britain, so well, I would right. expect. You've got to start at home, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you can't do good things at home, you, you, yeah, it's over for you. As long as Killian doesn't show up and take any of those, yes, you should be we fine. we just don't need Killian showing up anywhere. <laughs> Okay. You can stay in Norway. Let's <laughs> let me flip my page, and we'll get into our Western States uh, preview here. All right. Yes. Uh, all right, Phil. I am psyched. I am yeah, psyched for Western States. It's so awesome. It's this is my favorite ultra fandom weekend of the year. Absolutely. So, yeah. all right. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about. We'll talk about some of the kind of returning people who we think have a shot. We'll talk about. Yep some of the maybe uh, big names who haven't been in it recently that might have a shot, and we'll talk about a couple of dark horses. Let's just, before we get into it too deeply, let's let's just get this out of the way. I think both of us, along with 99% of the trail and ultra running community, feel that the men's and women's champions are more or less going to be set, barring some unforeseen circumstance, wrong turn, bad yep. stomach, broken ankle, or something like that. Yeah. Attack by a mountain lion. Attack by a mountain yeah. lion, right. Jim and Jim and Courtney are winning these races, I think, and, and yeah. there's very little doubt among the the fans about that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, the races are there for them just to lose. You know what I mean? There's, right. no, there's no question that they are fully capable of dominating both of their fields. Uh, but like you said, if something could go wrong, uh, you know, that could all change. I, I think the big question with Courtney is going to be, can she set a course record? You know, I, I, I right. wonder if she has that on her mind. Um, or does she, you know, just play it smart, not overcook herself and just go for the win? Right. So last year's win for her, I think the second fastest time ever on that course in a very hot year. Yeah. Or, yeah. or at least a uh, better than average year in terms of the heat. This year, I haven't yet seen the forecast, but they're not talking about it being as hot as last year was. Right. But. I wonder what the effect of all the snow up high will be right. on speed on the course. I just don't know the course well enough to to kind of uh, have an opinion on that, but I think it will be a bit slower 
to start off with. Right. They're talking about, I mean, there's still a good bit of snow out there. It sounds like it's melting pretty fast. Right. But you're right. I think that the impact on the footing could be significant. It might not be. I mean, those first 30 miles could be a slog. Um, yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's hard to say. And it's hard to say. I, I, I still don't know which exactly course they're planning on using because those first 30 miles do vary a little bit right. based on the, the course conditions and what decisions they make there. So, you know, Jim reportedly after the 50-mile world record said that he's not chasing the record at States. He's doing whatever it takes to win, basically. Yeah, we'll that see would make that, sense. I mean, it we'll does. see if that actually plays out. But, you know, Courtney certainly not having to worry about holding back for – Hard Rock at this point, yeah, yeah, does she let it hang out and, and take a real shot at things, or does she run her, you know, customarily, brilliantly paced and, you know, yeah. meted out effort and, and just, you know, dominate the field as, as she did last year? We'll yep. have to see. But, right, I think we can we can safely assume that should things go to plan, unless there's some kind of tragedy, that, that those will be your repeat winners, Bar, barring any unforeseen circumstances. So, okay, having gotten that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about some of the returning people that we think might make some noise. Let's start with the women, as all we right. usually do. Uh, eight of the top 10 women are back this year, including all of the top five. Who do you like among those, you know, next group of women contenders that we saw last year? Who do you think might be, you know, either if not giving Courtney a run for her money, at least challenging for a podium spot or, or back in the top 10 again? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm liking uh, Lucy Bartholomew. Yeah, that was my you know, I'm, I'm like, she, I think, traveled a lot last year. You know, she was jetting around doing a lot of races. Mm -hmm. I think she's had a much uh, stronger focus on states this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's been out there for a couple of weeks already. Mm -hmm. um, so I like her definitely you know second or third obviously depending on what happens to courtney but uh, yeah i think i think she's gonna really you know throw down a good race this year she was my pick too she was the early leader last year in certainly her first states and i believe it was yeah, her first hundred actually <laughs> yeah, it was yeah and uh, she led for the early going and looked great and she she did crack a little bit held on really strong for yeah. a third place finish she's been out there i think for a month at this point right okay cool. um so she she should be ready for the condition she should know the course very well yeah uh i i I think she's she's my pick to go second or certainly yeah. on the podium. I think I, she's gonna yeah. she's gonna be great. Agreed. Uh, who else do you like there? I like Casey. I mean, yeah. you know, Casey's going back. I mean, she's got five finishes uh, at states, a win in twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. You know, she's a, a tough racer. Um, she knows this course so well. Uh, you know, I really like her for like definitely kind of top five. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe sneaks onto the podium. Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely, definitely think she'll do well. I agree. She last year, I think was a bit of a comeback year for her. And, yep. and it seemed like she was kind of just starting to get her legs back under her. And just from following her this year, her, the early season, her training, she yeah. seems, she seems really mentally refocused. Yeah, like she seems totally. like she's yeah. in the right headspace now. Yeah. She seems like her training has been very consistent. She yeah. seems really excited about being back there. I'd be shocked if she wasn't in the top five. I think she's gonna. Yeah. I think she's gonna run really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. She was. She was my pick to be someone who was not in the top ten. She was just outside the top ten last year. I think she's twelfth yeah. or something like yeah. that. But she. She was my pick for somebody out of the top ten who who I could see coming into it um, from from this year. Um, who do you think? Anyone that you think you're concerned about? Any big names that you think might struggle or or you know might not be in form? Um, I mean, I guess worry a little bit about Camille. Yep. You know, that's certainly, I don't know, you know, how she's kind of recovered. Mm -hmm. you know, she's had obviously a little bit of injury. I mean, I really hope she has a good day, but I guess there's always a little bit of concern about, 
you know, her uh, kind of health of her, uh, was it her hamstring? Or yeah. That yeah. was injured? Yeah. You know, I, I really want her to have a good race, but, you know, obviously a little concern about her. Yep. Um, and that's kind of really it. Yeah, the only, uh, she was at the top of my list also of people I was a little concerned about. She, I mean, has has already won 100 this year uh, at Tarawera where she, yeah. she actually had battled, we talked about it on one of the earlier episodes where mm. she had, she battled Jeff Browning for the overall yeah. win for a while. <laughs> that was and so awesome. Yeah, it was pretty great. And uh, obviously coming off the 24-hour world record at yep. the end of last year, Desert but Desert also Desert. has... Um, you know, two DNFs this year, uh, including yep. Comrades and Sonoma, and and yep. you know, still, uh, you know, for all her success on the roads and the and the track, it still hasn't a hundred percent figured out the trail thing. I think we can both agree. Yep. And yep. yeah, I, and it's just uh, you know It'll you worry happen. about somebody who's not. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. it's definitely going to happen. But you worry yeah. about somebody coming in not a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. And you really want her to do well. I mean, she's such a great personality mm-hmm. in the sport. Yes. I mean, she's just so so fantastic. You know, watching these races. Uh, hopefully this is the year when she really has a good run there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I was just kind of concerned about, not concerned, but uh, Amanda Basham, who has been, I think, fourth there twice, including last yeah. year, have not heard a lot from her recently. Yeah, she's been fairly quiet, but I think I think she's running strong. I mean, I listened uh, to her on a podcast a few weeks ago. She's super motivated. I mean, she's she's really excited about states. I, I think she's going to do well, and she's just a really strong finisher. Very strong um, finisher. Yeah, you know, she I, can close like nobody's she's, business. She's definitely top five. Okay, I hope so because I'm a big fan. She's she's one of my favorites. Um, but I yeah, I just hadn't seen much from her recently. Other contenders. I mean, you know, sort of top top five top. Yeah, eight, I guess Eliza Lapierre. I mean, five-time yep. finisher. She's just like five-time top know, ten finisher. I yeah, think. Yeah, she's just so so consistent. Yep, and has had her usual, you know, quiet, a little bit under yeah. the radar, but solid early season build-up. I ran with her a bit at uh, Cayuga, and she's just such a smooth runner. Yeah, you know, it's just great the way she runs. Just you know, so consistent on the hills, and just you know, really, really nice, nice running rhythm. So she'll she'll be out there. I think. I think she'll be in the top ten for sure. Claire Gallagher, I think, is going to have a big bounce back here. Yeah, maybe. She's certainly, I mean, she's got some some great, uh, great runs, you know, winning C, uh, CCC in 2017. Yep. Uh, she's come second at the North Face. Yep. Uh, she's fast. I yeah. Mean, yeah, she, she's a contender to have a, a, big, a big day. Won uh, way too cool earlier this year and has yep. since then been pretty quiet and I think probably just getting ready for this. I think she's going to crush. Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick a top three right now, would, I think I'd pick Courtney, Lucy, and and, and Claire. I think that okay. would be my top three. A couple other names to talk about. Um, Addie Bracey will be in her second 100. She's very yeah. accomplished at kind of the, some of the shorter stuff. She yeah, made her 100-mile debut last year at, at Leadville and, and came in second. Yep. Two top finishes earlier this year, fifth at Bandera, third at Lake Sonoma. Uh, she's got tons of wheels. I love... Yep. I love people with uh, short track backgrounds right. on this course. I think we've seen it time and time again. People that yeah. have those that kind of speed. If if you have flashed that kind of speed and then have some sort of tra- trail chops, I, I I always like that. You know, you never yeah. like picking a Western States deb- debutante because it does take a little bit of kind of course knowledge to figure yeah. it out. But mm-hmm. I, I like that profile certainly. Yeah. Um, Yu Wang as well. I kind of, I think she's going to have a good day there. She's had a great training build up. Yeah. Um, throwing down some good results this year, gone quiet, gone stealth mode. And I think she's, she's going to have a good race. I'm, I, I hope so. Cause she's fantastic. Five. I, I, I really hope so. I love yep. Io. She's great. And another one who's just like a great personality and, and really, um, I think brings people to the sport. 
the, you know, the problem that I have is that she's done this before where she's had this great early season and gets to States and, you know, it just doesn't come together. This, right. I think, will be her third or fourth time there. Mm-hmm. She is, she's never finished in the top 10. Right. Despite, you know, similar buildups where she'll win Sonoma or be top three at these big races. And I mean, a couple of years ago, she was going into States as like undisputedly the number one, you know, yeah, runner in the first that. half of the year. And, and you know, that States was kind of the end of the, the season for her. Yeah. Um, so it just, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping she's, I'm hoping she's up there. I, I'm just, uh, she's had so many kind of ups and downs there before that I, I'm just, I'm so nervous for her. I, I'd, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Francesca Capena, the lady who won uh, UTMB go there because it's yeah, I wanted kind to talk of interesting about her a little bit. to see this kind of this mountain runner go to states. Um, I, I'm kind of excited, and she's like was awesome at UTMB watching the footage yeah. of her you know watching the the race uh, unfold absolutely fantastic i mean you know hopefully she has a good run there but uh, it's it's cool that she's going to be there we've talked about this a little in the past like what exactly is the crossover between yeah. UTMB and states right because i mean technically they're both mountain hundreds but mm. i i think they do we, we haven't quite seen the amount of crossover between the two among people on the podium as you might expect. And I, I do think yeah. they take a different skill set. Yep. And there yeah. are exceptions to that, certainly. I mean, obviously, Killian being the, the main exception. But Killian's an outlier in every sense of the word. And I don't think you can, you know, take him to be normal <laughs> for yeah. anyone. And even Killian took a couple of tries to yeah. figure out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember the first States. time he was there and he just overcooked himself, yeah, right? exactly. Just fried himself. And, you know... By the same token, you know, the, the, the top Europeans who have these all these top finishes at UTMB do not always perform to their full potential at Western States and vice versa. Our best runners who consistently perform at Western States have have yet to really crack the formula at UTMB. And yeah. I just wonder yep. how much of that that skill set really crosses over. Francois has had success at both, but still, I think you could argue has not lived up to what you would expect for him for a guy of his talent at western states yes he was second last year um but he was i, th- I think barely under 17 hours yeah uh, he, i mean he was a, or, i'm sorry barely under 16 hours yeah uh a a, a very distant second obviously to a, an all-time performance yeah, from like jim almost 90 minutes behind jim yeah yeah so i mean barely under 16 which again is very good but you know 16 hours there's some years where that's maybe fifth yeah um yeah. and and not to take anything away from Francois, obviously one of the greats, but the point just being, I'm not sure how much of that UTMB success translates. Maybe it does. It'll be interesting to see what Francesca can do. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's exciting when these these kind of UTMB style mountain runners show up to this kind of race because it's nice to kind of see, you know, kind of see how the crossover works. Right. Um, it's you know just adds uh, a little extra interest to the race. I think for me, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Two Canadians, Catherine Drew and Kim Magnus, who yeah. were, they were uh, first and second, both at Chuckanut and then at uh, Canyons, where they both got their tickets. I have no idea what yep. they're going to do. I'm not sure either, but these Canadians are tough. <laughs> you know, I think, I think they, they could, they could do well. I, I, I would love to pick one of them for the top 10. I have no idea about either of them. So we'll leave, yeah, leave it at that. And uh, Cecilia Flory. She yeah. was, I think, fifth last fifth year. Fifth last year. Italian lady living in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... I haven't really followed what she's been up to this year, but you've got to think, you know, she's going to be a contender in the top 10 for sure. We'll see. We shall see. Anything else for the women? Should we move to the men? Uh, yeah, let's move on to the men, I think. All right. 
Again, similar to the women, eight of the top 10 men returning this year. I think the only two not in it are Francois, as we talked about earlier, who is probably kicking himself right now. And uh, I think uh, Cody Reed might be the the only other one not in the top 10. And we we mentioned Jim. We don't have to dwell too much on that. Uh, Obviously, the course record last year, an all-time performance. Since then, all he's done is break more course records at... The uh, Santa Barbara Nine Trails break the long-standing fifty-mile world record. You know, solidified his place as maybe one of the five greatest ultramarathoners of all time. His to lose, obviously, and and we don't need to dwell a little bit anymore on that. A lot of experience, other than that, coming back in the top ten. Mark Hammond, two-time podium finisher. Ian Sharman going for his tenth consecutive top ten amazing. finish. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Jeff Browning, who just does not seem to slow down despite yep. being uh, older than dirt. Uh, I don't see any of them necessarily falling out of the top ten. I mean, Mark I Mark I can once in a while have a bad day, I guess, right. but generally is more consistent than not, and certainly on this course seems to have, yeah. have figured things out. I mean, there's no question those guys are top 10. I mean, unless something horrible goes wrong. Um, I mean, just the consistency of their performances, the three names that you mentioned there, I mean, just every single year they just perform. Yeah. So, yep. yeah, it's going to... Ian, cool. obviously, suffering last year after that fall and, and um, I think screwed up his neck or something like that right. and was having some, some injury issues, caused him to drop out of Rocky Raccoon earlier this year, but seems to have yeah. been bouncing back fine. Ran a double Boston, ran a double Big yeah. Sur, and seems to be uh, as as dialed in as he usually is. Yeah. Jeff, we mentioned already with the win at the Tarawera 100 yep. earlier this year, and a couple other smaller tune-up 50Ks has, has taken some wins there. I, I have no doubt that either of them will be in the top 10. The back half of the top 10 last year, some younger names, some somewhat less familiar names, still some experience. Kyle Piatari, who's been a you know, guy on the fringe for a number of years and has yeah. top 10 finishes both there and at Leadville as well. I think he'll be back and, and you know, he's a pretty good pick. Haven't seen much from him this year, but, you know, tends to yeah. show up for the big races very well prepared. Yeah, and he, I mean, three good finishes from him, eighth, 10th, and 6th. I mean, he's, you know, obviously got this race dialed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going he's gonna to definitely be top 10 as well. Chris Brown, who was 10th last year and was kind of a trendy kind of under the radar pick last year. I don't think he's going to surprise anyone this year having, you know, come through and fulfilled that potential, but was third at nine trails this year uh, to, you know, to Jim and Jared Hazen, both on, I think all three under the previous course record. Right. So he's obviously ready to go. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. He, he sort of could be a little bit of a dark horse here. I think, I mean, you know, maybe he, so he was 10th last year, you know, maybe he's looking, uh, you know, get a few places, uh, this time around. Yeah, I could see him up in the top five to six yeah, for sure. I think so. Who from outside of last year's top 10 or, or who did not run last year or anything like that, who do you like to make some noise? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned these people moving up places and we look at the list of uh, runners showing up to do <laughs> right, the race. Exactly. And we're like, oh, you just all got bumped down five places. I know you said you were a lot for a top 10, but now I just looked at the Ryan Sands, the Jared Hazen, you know, like yeah. all these people showing up. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's some there's some great uh so sans i have no idea i mean the, the 2017 winner yeah who since then has I, I haven't seen much of anything from who knows i mean long history at states ton of success all over the world i thought after 2017 i thought he was retired so i i'm right. you know, i have no idea what to expect from him uh jared hazen we mentioned who has you know been 
kind of burst onto the scene, I think as like a 20 or a 21 year old with a, a top, a top three finish at States yeah. a few years back. 20, 2015, he was third. Yeah. Has battled injuries on and off over the last couple of years, but. Uh, he's fired up. I mean, he's, he looks uh, he's, he's definitely fired up. I mean, I, I think if, uh, you know, Jim has any, any problems, I think Jared is right behind him, you know. He was right behind him at, at nine trails earlier this yeah. year. He won Lake Sonoma. Yeah. Uh, he's got the experience on the course. He's got two top 10 finishes here before. He's still only, what, 26? Yeah. I, I, I think he's he's definitely a podium guy, in my opinion. I, I have to Having just said you. all those other guys are podium guys. He's no, I have to agree <laughs> with you. He, he's, I, I, I like him. I like Jim, obviously. And I'll tell you who my third pick for the podium is. Let's hear it. Tom Evans. Yeah, it's got to be right. He's English, has to be. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you. I think he, I think he's going to have a really good race. Um, I mean, again, we're gonna we're gonna have the same caveats that we always do. It's his first hundred. Yeah. It's his first Western States. It does. This is not a course that traditionally treats first timers well. I think because it is so runnable, and people, it it does get people into problems by going out too hard because of that. Because yep. it's hard not to get fired up, and it's hard not to try to take advantage of the the runnable parts, which are plentiful, and yeah. you do need some of that course knowledge and some of that experience, and that's what gives me a little bit of pause. But he beat a stacked, stacked field at CCC last year. He oh, was third absolutely. at yeah. World Trail Championship yeah. last year. Third and at he, Lake and Sonoma. he was third at Sonoma this I mean, year. He's you know you got elevation, you got heat, you got you know fast trails. I mean, he's he's I, I think could be top three. I, I I love him for the yeah for the for the podium yeah. Any other people that you're looking at? Anyone you're concerned about? Anyone you think might not be up there as as they should be? I mean, you know, we just got like it's a pretty deep field. You know, you start looking at some of these names. Any of these guys sure. on this list now could pull out a really good run. I mean, you've got Chris Mocco. Right. I mean, he could have a great run out there. You have got Matt Daniels. He could have a great run out there. Morgan Elliott, Tyler Green. Yep. Um, Eric Sensman, Jordy Gamito. You know, like. David Laney. I mean, there are some some serious names. Yeah, Lane is just, Lane is the one who's I think just lying in wait. Yeah, right. I mean, just some really yeah. serious names in that list you just read there. You yeah, know, that I just read out. I mean, I mean, Lane is, is easy to forget because he hasn't been around for a little while. But he's former Ultra Runner of the Year. He's been top yeah. ten here before. He's got a win at Rocky Raccoon already this year. Yep. And yeah, he could be. Uh, he he's the kind of guy who I think is he's not going to do anything stupid. He's certainly not going to, you know, he's in the in the kind of the Charmin Browning mold. He's not going to yep. go out and, and go crazy. He's not going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, he'll be quietly 12th to 15th, and then you'll look up, and he'll be in 6th, and you'll be like, where did he come from? And and then I, I, I like him a lot for the kind of mid to back half of the top 10. I think he's mm. he's going to be he's gonna be heard from for sure. Sensman, who knows? You know, Mako, who knows? I, I feel the same way about both of those guys, all the talent in the world, you know, and uh, both could pop a top five, and both could you know, wind up in 22 hours. I've, I've really no idea. Um, Morgan Elliott, I'm glad you brought that name up. He's a, you know, young speedster. Yeah. Great Ton- run at Georgia death race, right? Yep. I mean, what won the Georgia death race fairly convincingly Yeah, and has some big mountain wins to his credit. I think it's his debut hundred as well. So, um, maybe a dark horse for the back of the top 10, but, uh, he's a young guy who's going to, I think, I think need a couple shots at it first. Yeah, I mean, one other name that we didn't mention was uh, Jedimus Grinimus. I think he's sure. Lithuanian. Yeah, Lithuanian's been um, top 10 a few times, yeah. Yeah, he was fourth, I think, was it last year or year before? He's uh, had a two, place two years finish. ago, two I think, years yeah, ago. yeah. And uh, he's doing the Grand Slam of Ultras, of, of hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, another possible guy that could have a, a good day out there. 
And one name that you mentioned who was my dark horse pick, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, was Matt oh, Daniels. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, I, I mean, you got to root for that guy, right? He had such a, a great run at uh, the Canyons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won at, by at, at, Black Can- at Black Canyon. Black Canyon, sorry, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black oh, do- dominant. Like, like a 20 or 30 minute yeah. uh, dominant. After, I think, was in golden ticket position at Bandera and uh, fell and like bashed his head or something like that. Oh, wow. It was yeah. something, He's something tall, like that. He's a tall guy, right? He's like over six feet or something. I have no idea. But, you know, He's we, got some speed. Yeah, well. I was going to say, we talk about guys with that kind of gym profile who could maybe challenge. What, yeah. I mean, he's a sub four minute miler, a sub 14, yeah, sub yeah. 14 5K guy. Uh, I think he's run 103 for the half, which is right around where Jim has run. Yeah. Um, so certainly, Definitely you know, the, one to watch. that same kind of profile that, that, that we like to see. Yeah. Again, debut 100, same caveat supply, yeah. but um, I, I like him a lot to, yeah. to make some noise. I there. mean, the, the men's field here is exciting. I mean, there's definitely some some really interesting names. I mean, like we said, you know, Jim's going to be out there, but anything behind that is like, who knows what's going to happen. It's All right. Be awesome. So my top three, just to to recap, my top three for the women, I had Courtney, All I had right. Lucy, and who did I say? Did I say Claire was my third? Um, yes. Okay. Yep. And then for the men, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, Jim and Jared and Tom Evans. What do you got? All right. I'm going to go Courtney, Lucy, and then Casey. Okay. Um, and for the men, I'm going to go Jim, Jared, and Ryan Sands. Ryan Sands. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very Don't good. Mess with the South Africans. <laughs> I'm rooting for the guy. All right. Well, we are going to follow along all day on Saturday. It's going to be wild. I cannot wait. So amazing. Yes. So let's reconvene afterwards and we'll run through it. And uh, we'll what's see next? See just how wrong we are. Yeah, huh? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is next for you before we uh, sign off here? Um, I will be sweeping the Escarpment Trail with you. <laughs> That's, That's right. Next. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Racing wise, I've got the bear in uh, Utah. At in the, September. Uh, end of September, yeah. Yeah, so we got a little while to that. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening tonight. Thank you once again for Phil, to Phil, for joining me and breaking down all the comings that will be happening in Squaw this weekend. We cannot wait, and hopefully you guys will follow along with us. Until next time in the pain cave, keep putting one foot in front of the other. Still